Dominus obiscum, Sequentia Sancti Evangelii Secundum Lucam. Every year, the parents of Jesus used to go to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up for the feast as usual. When they were on their way home after the feast, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem without his parents knowing it. They assumed he was with the caravan and it was only after a day's journey that they went to look for him among their relations and acquaintances. When they failed to find him, they went back to Jerusalem looking for him everywhere. Three days later, they found him in the temple, sitting among the doctors, listening to them and asking them questions. And all those who heard him were astounded at his intelligence and his replies. They were overcome when they saw him. And his mother said to him, My child, why have you done this to us? See how worried your father and I have been looking for you. Why were you looking for me? He replied. Did you not know that I must be busy with my father's affairs? But they did not understand what he meant. He then went down with them and came to Nazareth and lived under their authority. His mother stored up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and men. Verbum Domini. Christmas having passed, we already celebrate in the feast of the Holy Family on this the Sunday within the octave of Christmas. At the Feast of the Nativity of our Lord, which we call Christmas, the reason being that it is the Mass of Christ or the presence of Christ among us. We celebrate in that feast the Incarnation, that is, God who became man and dwelt among us. God could have chosen many ways in which to redeem us. We must believe, however, that he chose the best possible way. He chose a way that would demonstrate to us, prove to us, show to us the depth of his love. And so his son, whom he loved, whom he loves, whom he will always love, assumed in the womb of the Virgin human nature, 
without mixing his divine nature and his human nature, the two remaining distinct and separate, yet united in one person. This person who, for all eternity, is the Son of God, became in time the Son of Mary, or as the Gospels would call him, the Son of Man, as he himself would refer to himself, the Son of Man. He came into a family. Again, he could have chosen many different ways in which to appear among us. We must believe that he chose the most appropriate way. And so he chose, as his mother, a woman espoused to a man, Joseph. Yet, they were both committed to a life of virginity. This, in the case of the Virgin, we know from Scripture itself. In the case of St. Joseph, from Holy Tradition. But what we know as a fact is that Christ was conceived without a human father. And so, born as an infant, he is worshipped by angels, a multitude of angels, he is worshipped by shepherds, he is worshipped by the wise men, which we will commemorate on the Feast of the Epiphany. He has to live for a brief time in Egypt because King Herod intends to kill him. His parents, after the death of Herod, return to Israel, to Judea, but they do not go to live in Bethlehem because Herod's son reigns there and they are afraid. So they go and they live in Nazareth. And we know very little about those first 12 years. We know they were in Egypt for perhaps two or three years. And the rest of the time, we assume they were in Nazareth. But one thing is certain, that they used to go to the feast every year. We're told when he was 12 years old, they went up for the feast as usual. So they were practicing Jews, observing the law of Moses. And this particular feast they go to is significant because we're told it was the feast of Passover. Our Lord is now 12 years old. In another 21 years, at the feast of Passover, he will be the lamb. The lamb that is slain for the forgiveness of sins. The lamb that John the Baptist pointed out. Behold the lamb of God. And so, going up for the feast of Passover, which was an eight-day feast, they then decide to return home. And the, again, the um, custom was that children could travel with either parent. Because usually the women went first and the men followed afterwards. The men, men and women did not travel together. They would meet on the night and they'd camp. And so on this, the first day after the feast, we're told 
they assumed that he was in the caravan. And it was only after a day's journey they went looking for him among their relations and acquaintances. And they failed to find him. You can imagine the distress of our Blessed Lady. How troubled St. Joseph was. The treasure entrusted to their care was lost. And we went, we told they went back to Jerusalem looking for him everywhere. And only after three days did they locate him in the temple. Perhaps the first place they should have looked. But let us be fair. Jerusalem is not that big. And certainly they would have traveled for one day, found that he's not there, traveled back that same night. They could do nothing during the night. Or perhaps they had, they had to wait till dawn before they could travel back to Jerusalem. And they spent the whole day looking for him. And only on the third day, they found him in the temple, sitting comfortably among the doctors and teachers. And he's doing two things. He's listening and he's asking questions. This is what the child Jesus is doing. He is not teaching, but he's showing us as a child and if we are to enter the kingdom of heaven we must be childlike he's showing us what we should be doing in god's house listening and asking questions about the things we do not understand christ did it surely he did it as an example for us and we're told all those who heard him were astounded at his intelligence because his questions indicated intelligence and his replies, which would have indicated understanding. So the doctors, the teachers of the Lord themselves were impressed by him. When his parents saw him, they were overcome. And his mother said to him, my child, why have you done this to us? See how worried your father and I have been looking for you. A reproach and yet a loving reproach. My child, why have you done this? Our Lady was perfectly aware who it was that was her son. She could hardly reprimand God, something that we do. But she would not do so. She would simply put her distress before him. Look how worried we have been. His response, why were you looking for me? Why are we looking for Christ? Did you not know I must be busy with my father's affairs? If he's busy with his father's affairs, shouldn't we also be busy with our father's affairs but our lord did this for a particular reason in 21 years time he would be lost again for three days this is a trial run for our lady to face the passion 
when Christ would be killed on the cross and when he would be in the tomb for three days. And so she has already begun the passion. The wise men, one of the things, one of the gifts they brought was that of myrrh, an indication of his death. So already that symbol is starting to manifest itself in the heart of the Virgin. She would be at the foot of the cross, she would be the one to receive his body, she would be the one to embalm it, to place it in the shroud, to wash it, she would be one to lay it in the tomb. And just as now, that first day will be one of intolerable sorrow, of grief. And that Saturday will be one of much suffering, only to be crowned with the joy of the Easter Sunday. Even as now, having found her child, even though she offers a loving reprimand, nonetheless, you can imagine the joy of having found her son. But this business about being busy with his father's affairs. They didn't understand. Yet his father's affair is nothing other than the spreading of the good news of salvation. And that was already what Christ was doing in the temple, speaking of the kingdom. This is why the doctors were astounded at his replies. But nonetheless, his mother by the question that she asked, indicated to him that the time for his ministry, the true work for which the father had sent him, was not yet. He had to be a man before he could begin the salvation of the world. And so we're told he went down with them and came to Nazareth and lived under their authority. He had to be obedient to his parents, to teach us also how to be obedient to our Father in heaven. His mother, she stored up all these things in her heart and she pondered them. We also should store up all the words of sacred scripture, pondering them always trying to understand how they apply to us and indeed how we might put them into practice. And just as Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor, so also we, listening to his words and putting them in practice, will increase in true wisdom, knowing the purpose of our lives in stature, being great in virtue and in favor with God and men. That is, to have true friendship with God. May the Holy Virgin of Nazareth teach us how to meditate and to treasure God's Word always in our hearts. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.